Hello. Today's episode of Future of the Fairway is brought to you by American Classic Golf Club, home of the first world fling golf tournament. Here at American Classic, we like to do things a bit differently. We offer nine holes instead of 18. We like to deck out our golf carts and American flags, and we make sure to put the biggest emphasis on having fun. If you're ever visiting the Lewis or Rehoboth Beach areas or anywhere near Lower Delaware, please give us a call today to book your fling golf tea time. You can do so by giving us a call at 302-703-6662 or visiting us at AmericanClassicGolf.com for more information. We look forward to having you. We hope to see you soon. And do not forget, you got to aim high to let it fly. I think anybody that comes to these events definitely needs to come to the events, be there Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and plan on leaving on Monday. I mean, that's (laughs) going to get you the best bang for your buck. And you're going to have so much fun with playing with everybody, um, the the groups beforehand, before the events, and really get your uh, good practice rounds in before. Out of the blue, Steve Bloom calls me on the phone. Mm. Like, he goes, Steve, this is Steve from uh, Flingall. Oh, hello, Steve. <laughs> and he's like, we have, we haven't even introduced you, used it yet. We have a composite fling stick that we want you to test for us. I'm like, really? I go, how no. much? He says, no, no, we're going to send it to you for free. We want you to test the stick for us. You're going to be our guinea pig. And welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Future of the Fairway podcast. I'm your host, Adam Copeland, and I am thrilled to be back with you uh, wherever you're listening, however you are listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, It's been a few weeks uh, since we've had an episode. Uh, I've been busy with uh, the Virginia Fling Golf Open, took a few weeks off um, in the weeks leading up to that, and I am really glad to be back in the interview seat uh, talking with some of uh, the top fling golfers in the country over the next uh, several weeks uh, between today, November 1st, and the end of this year, uh, 2022. Um, before we get into uh, today's episode, I wanted to uh, give a couple of shout outs uh, to a few people and to a few sponsors. Uh, let's start with sponsors first. Uh, we are very happy to continue to be presented by uh, the American Classic Golf Club. Uh, ACGC is our presenting sponsor uh, for uh, this episode as well as for the rest of the uh, year's episodes. Uh, ACGC is located in Lewis, Delaware, home of the very first fling golf uh, tournament and uh, home to some of the top fling golf players as well. Uh, we're also sponsored by Mission Belt. Uh, Mission Belt continues to continues its sponsorship uh, through this episode and through the end of the year as well. Uh, some of the best belts on the market that you can find, uh, any style, any design, any color that you want. Um, their uh, notches are a quarter inch apart and um, they click into place for the perfect fit every time. Um, 
And finally, we've got a brand new sponsorship for the last nine episodes of this uh, end of season one. Uh, Yatta Golf, Y-A-T-T-A Golf, um, is an apparel uh, company. They also make some really great tees um, and uh, some golf gloves as well. Um, I've been sporting some of their polo shirts uh, for the past few weeks, and um, they're fantastic. Eye-catching designs, um, but they've also got some options if you don't want to stand out too much. Um, they're incredibly comfortable, and uh, they're really, uh, really a lot of fun. I'm really, really happy to have Yada Golf uh, sponsoring the podcast um, for these next nine episodes. Uh, I'd also like to congratulate uh, the winners of the Virginia Fling Golf Open. Uh, first off, uh, Austin Ebersole took home honors in the individual tournament, uh, as well as uh, first place in the skills challenge. Uh, so congrats to Showtime. Um, really, uh, really cool to see all the hard work uh, and hours that he's put in uh, to improving his game, uh, which was already at a pretty stellar level, um, and come away with uh, both of those uh, championships. And uh, similar congratulations to Mike Edwards and Zach Mulvey, uh, Big Cat and the Mountaineer, for their dominating win in the team tournament uh, on that Sunday. Uh, Zach and Mike were just incredible. Um, they had a great game plan. They made some incredible shots. Um, and they took home the title uh, by four strokes. Uh, and uh, really... Um, just had a, a great weekend overall. Uh, Mike finished at the top three individual tournament. Uh, Zach, I believe, was top six, top seven. He was right outside uh, the top five cut for the individual tournament. So uh, those two guys are just incredible players, um, incredibly kind, generous, um, and fun guys as well. So um, again, just a, a great weekend. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out uh, to the tournament. We had over 50 participants across the three events. Um, Michael, Alexi, and I couldn't have been more thrilled or excited with the turnout, um, with the participation, and the continuing growth of the community of fling golf players that we have. So, um, thanks again to everybody for um, for coming out for that. Um, now, let's get to today's episode. I'm really excited to get a chance uh, to share with you the interview I did with Sean Van Lanker. Uh, Sean is um, a longtime fling golf player. He actually. Um, started playing fling golf at Massanutten Resort in 2016. Uh, we talk about that background, we talk about some of the innovation and inventions he's brought to the sport, um, from shots to the fling man uh, robot, uh, which may require its own episode at a certain point. Um, Sean's an incredibly nice man, um, very generous with his time, uh, with his insights, um, and with his love for the sport. Um, uh, he very much wants to continue to see its growth and is willing to do whatever it takes uh, for that. Uh, we had a really, really fun conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, here's Sean Van Lanker. I am thrilled to have Sean Van Lanker join me on the Future of the Fairway podcast today. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Adam. How about you? I'm doing pretty pretty well, uh, especially since we just saw each other face-to-face -face, um, a couple of days ago over the weekend for the Virginia Fling Golf class, uh, Open. And um, and now we, we, I was hoping to do this face-to-face -face and schedules didn't work out mostly on my part because I had to travel. Uh, but I'm still very glad uh, to be able to chat with you and feature you um, at the start of the back nine uh, for 2022 uh, Future of the Fairway. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> so, Sean, you have been playing fling golf for 
uh, quite a while, I think. Yeah, I think you're yeah. um, a pretty early adopter. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about how you found it uh, in your background um, with Fling Golf? Yeah, first, um, we traveled to Massanutten a number of times, my wife and I, and we were looking for activities, Deb and I, what to do. And she's like, well, you love to golf. She said, there's something new on here called Fling Golf. You have to try that. So um, on my 50th birthday, April of 2016, oh wow! I went down to the range and they, at that time they had a little clinic. It was, they gave you a bucket of balls, fling stick rental, and the golf pro from Mountain Greens came down and gave you like a five minute tutorial <laughs> on how to throw it overhand sidearm and maybe like a, how to putt with it. Mm-hmm. So I took that bucket of balls threw a couple sidearm and of course every time it just flew sideways straight 90 degrees away from me right um started throwing it overhand got the hang of it after about five balls went up to the putting green putted got the i, I would actually lock the fling stick to my arm and putt sam sneeze style the same way i do now and pushing the ball okay and i really got fairly accurate pretty quick doing it that way and threw another bucket of balls and then I called Debbie on the phone and I go, I'm going to go walk nine holes. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. And went out and as I'm playing, you know, I'm, they didn't really give any kind of rules or how to play or how do you do this shot. Uh-huh. And, um, I, uh, was text, I was emailing Alex and Steve, basically their info emailing and they were emailing me right back. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, can't, I, oh, I can't believe this. Like, like I would email them and like two minutes later, they'd email me back. We'll do this, do that. And by, <laughs> I, I walked of course, uh, Woodstone. And by the seventh hole, I was about nine inches from a hole in one oh, kind of similar, wow. kind of similar what a fling slayer Latham did over the, on Sunday. Yeah. And once once that happened, I was hooked. There was uh, no stopping me at that point. That's wild. Now, so you hadn't met uh, Alex or Steve at this point. Um, no, no. It, this was just new. correspondence. Yeah, uh-huh. correspondence over, you know, just emailing them with my Gmail. I mean, this is, you know, I don't know their, te- I don't know their cell numbers. You know, I'm right, just emailing right. them. But to have a company respond to you that quick, I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you play, you you walk nine, which we all know. Um, uh, for those uh, who were in town this past weekend, know that Woodstone Meadows is not a very uh, easy course to walk. <laughs> so no. kudos to you for for doing. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, it it wasn't that bad of a walk for, but you're. I was so excited to try something new. Uh-huh. Um, and I and I didn't mention, you know, that second bucket of balls. I was. I bounced a couple of them off the 150 sign and I'm like, ah, I think I can go out and play this mm-hmm. and, 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 and do pretty good. So I, before that I was maybe, I would maybe play regular golf once or twice a year at best. Okay. And I'm very, I'm very detail oriented and I could never get my swing quite right. And I would just kind of give up. I would play 18 mm-hmm. holes because, of course, I play. I paid for 18 holes, but um, I'm like, nah, this this isn't for me. I mean, and, and I say it all the time. I, I wish, I wish Fling Golf would have came out 
30 years and I was oh, 26 yeah. years old because I, I'd be having so much more fun right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, what did you, what got you into golf uh, to begin with? Oh, just friends, you know, yeah. friends golfing and you try to join in on, you know, golf with them. Uh, and my, my two brother-in-laws golf. So usually I would bring a set, you know, a abbreviated set of clubs and play golf with them. Mm-hmm. Um, bling golf opened up a whole nother avenue where you know now i'm planning golf trips and we'll go into that in more detail later i mean planning mm-hmm. golf trips where i can go play with my brother-in-law brother-in-laws them golfing and me fling golfing that's awesome that's awesome so uh let's jump right into uh, uh, a little recap of the, this past weekend um, we're recording this the Tuesday after the Virginia Fling Golf Open. Uh, we had uh, 46 uh, competitors uh, for the individual tournament. We had ended up with 20 teams in the um, the team event, and I think we had over 35 uh, for the skills challenge. So, mm-hmm. um, so Sean, you got in uh, probably one of the first people to arrive in town uh, to start getting ready for that. Well, you are already here. <laughs> I, Michael yeah. and I were here already, and uh, yeah, yeah, Kathy and Latham and Gwendolyn, but from right, exactly somebody coming from out of town. Yeah, we we got in late Sunday night, so I I walked Heritage Oaks on Monday, and then I walked Heritage Oaks on, I mean, excuse me, I walked Woods Woodstone on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I caught up to Kenzo late in the afternoon, and we did eighteen holes at Heritage Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on Thursday, we played a group of a, a group of six of us, and you joined in with us on that one on Thursday at Heritage Oaks. Mm-hmm. We played eighteen then, and then later in the day, we played another excuse me another eighteen holes, thirty six holes total for the whole day. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenzo, Mike. Uh, no, Mike DeRusso was not here in town by then, but it, Big the Cat practice and Zach were there. Yeah, Big Cat and Zach and Austin and Ten Man. Yeah. So it, it the practice rounds, and I'm I'm going to state it right now. I think anybody that comes to these events definitely needs to come to the events, be there Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and plan on leaving on Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to mm-hmm. get you the best bang for your buck and you're going to have so much fun with playing with everybody um the, the groups beforehand before the events and really get your uh, good practice rounds in before yeah i i agree i, I really enjoyed getting uh, to play uh that round with uh with you guys uh on thursday um i i was Thinking I would take it a little bit easy um, and no, no, play, no. Play on no fr- well, no. I didn't want to play on Friday because uh, there were a few other things to uh, to make sure that got done before um, before we started. But it was uh, it, like you said um, when we were playing that uh, that's really one of the coolest parts of the tournament. Uh, you know, the tournament itself is the competition is a lot of fun, um, but but those early practice rounds um, where you can you can practice, you can uh, hang out, you can. Uh, you know, tease each other uh, and, and catch up really. Cause uh, there's a lot of folks out there who play fling golf, but don't really have a, um, a solid group um, like the Delaware crew does. Um, I have no group. Um, you know, I, I know big cat and Zach uh, get a chance to play with each other 
uh, quite a bit. Uh, I think that the results speak for themselves uh, as far as the team tournament goes when they uh, they took that title. Um, but yeah, for a lot Absolutely. of a lot of folks, is there's not a lot of uh, other people to play with. So this this really is one of those. Uh, special times. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I enjoyed the practice rounds immensely. How about on uh, on Saturday for the tournament? Who um, who who were you teamed up with? Uh, who was your grouping, and uh, how did you feel about your round? Uh, my my round w- went about the way my round went on Monday during my practice round. Okay. I didn't make any bad mistakes. I was playing with Gabe Hips, uh, Dennis Armande. Armanda and Larry Armanda. Mm-hmm. And we had we had a really good time. We didn't rush. We didn't we never felt rushed. Um, we each played our own game. Uh, made you know made some just like everybody. We mm-hmm. you know we, we had some bad shots around the green and we made some amazing shots. Um, did not play as well as I wanted to, but that's yeah. that's golf. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, and and. and it's that's golf. I mean, that's fling golf. I mean, it, 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 some days you're hot and some days you're not. But hopefully all the practice, you know, kicks in and you can fall back on, at least for me. I mean, I've been playing almost over six and a half years. Mm-hmm. I'll look at a shot and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that shot because I don't think it's going to make it there. I'm going to switch to something that I know mm-hmm. is, is a better shot for this particular approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a little bit of um, challenge with the course itself. We had uh, there been a frost delay on Thursday morning and Friday morning, and then we had another one uh, on Saturday morning for the tournament. So, um, yeah, we finally got around to playing. Um, the greens were in one condition, and by the afternoon, when the sun came out, it got up to about seventy degrees. Uh, they got uh, a little bit quicker uh, as well. Right, and I don't remember what hole we started on, but I mm-hmm. I know that. We, I practiced on the practice green, and when when we got to our hole, it was all shaded, and it played totally different mm-hmm. because it was still wet, and it still probably had a little bit of frost on it. So, it, I mean, that's the learning curve when you play when it's cooler out, I guess. Right, right. And it's a big learning curve for me because I usually don't play uh, uh, mountain courses, what I would call courses in the mountain. Everything <laughs> right. I play – Everything I play down in Mississippi is flat, totally flat. Uh-huh. Any any hills are man-made. <laughs> so uh, what part of Mississippi are you, uh, do you live in? Um, Deb and I live in uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi right now. Um, we uh, bought a house there, moved there in 2007. Okay. And uh, the dream was I wanted to be a contractor when we initially moved there. Um, the, that did not pan out. Mm. By 2009, I had to cha- another career change, and I ended up uh, working for Golden Nugget Casino. Well, at the time, it was called the Isle Casino okay. Hotel. Um, now it's been been rebranded to the Golden Nugget Casino Hotel. Um, along about that time, um, I had bought a piece of property and with the goal to build my own house. That was mm-hmm. the goal. I wanted to move there. Um, start fresh somewhere else i guess uh the goal was to move there and build a house on the water that on a piece of property that we own but we actually bought the piece of property in biloxi before katrina hit oh Uh, all all of the homes in that subdivision literally got wiped off the map oh wow 
So that changed plans. We still ended up moving Biloxi with plans to still build on that house. But by that time, it, it you had to build 20 feet off the ground. I mean, it would have cost a million dollars to build a house on the piece of property we had. <laughs> oh, wow. So we bought a we we bought another piece of property inland. I built, I designed myself a more conservative house. It's 1160 square feet of living space with a mm -hmm. nice large two car garage. And I spent three years building it by myself. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The house we live in now is um, steel structure. Mm -hmm. um, took me three years to build. And I built it for $48,000. I'm not counting the value of the land. I'm just counting yeah, the yeah. value of not my labor, just the materials mm -hmm, to build mm -hmm. it. Wow, that's impressive. I, I knew that you were quite quite handy and innovative. Um, I didn't know it went to uh, designing and building your own home. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, when I was young, I was actually in high school. I started taking college courses for CAD design. And I'm talking, okay. yeah, when I first started taking CAD design, I still had the five and a half inch floppy disks, the ones that held 512 megabytes. I mean, that's oh, wow. how long ago it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking two, 2002. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Future of the Fairway podcast is sponsored by Yada Golf. Yada Golf and Flink Golf are a perfect pair. Both value inclusion, encouragement, passion, and being your whole self. Yada Golf has the best line of men's and women's golf shirts you'll find out there. I love the feel and texture of my polos, as well as their eye-catching designs. I'm currently rotating through Vintage King, Light Wave, and Fresh Flavors. And my favorite is whichever one I'm wearing that day. They've got premium polos for those who want to stand out on the golf course, and premium polos for those who want to keep a lower profile. Yada Golf, master the shirt game, conquer the short game. And now back to the future of the Fairway Podcast. Um, if we uh, if we jump back to the uh, to the tournament, uh, we yes. get we get to see some uh, some really strong competitors uh, and some some people playing really really well uh, on Saturday. Um, we had a great uh, top five, I thought. Absolutely. With, um, Austin and uh, Ken uh, Brooks and Big Cat and Sam Scannell, uh, who had not yep. been in Delaware, but uh, showed up and um, uh, actually uh, finished um, in the top three uh, at the end of the first 18. Oh, um, absolutely. So um, I don't know if you were near them in your you're playing or got to see um i never got to see any of them but i had seen some of sam's videos so i knew he was going to be a major contender mm -hmm. yeah and he, he proved uh proved to do that um he uh he ended up uh finishing second uh to uh to austin Eversole showtime uh who took yep. home his first championship yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, played, uh, played incredibly well. I thought that, right. Um, um, I, I saw, um, compared to when I saw him in Delaware, uh, compared to when I played with him in the practice rounds, the transformation was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. he really, really 
And of course you don't see it behind the scenes. You see him posting stuff all the time, you know, but you know, because right. he's such a, he's such a showman and, uh, but mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he, he really, really worked on his game. Went, went, I mean, and I, he, he alluded to that in his podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He and I spoke, uh, in early July. Um, mm-hmm. and then he and, uh, couple of other guys from Delaware came over in September and played the course with me and Latham. Um, and yeah, I knew, uh, I'm sure you gave them all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. We, uh, we, we definitely got out there and had a good time. Um, oh, absolutely. There were a couple of things. I, I don't know if I was revealing anything. No, uh, I'm I was just kinda, kidding you. Uh, well, I, I was kind of torn. I was like, man, you know, Austin finished top five. Uh, Jack was there uh, playing. He was, he was second. I think Brandon, um had also finished in the top 10 um so i was like well, i don't it's it a lot I, of fun for, know, but... for them to come over but i was like i don't want to give away the home field advantage uh for me and michael or anybody else from the from harrison yeah. and, and i'm not I, I, you've known me long enough too that i mean i will literally i'll tell you everything about everything i know yep. because i just think that that's the thing to do for our sport to grow absolutely and you know what i think that that's that's very much the attitude that uh, they had it, and to go back to um, uh, Austin's uh, improvement. I mean, he finished uh, tied for fourth, so he was already starting at a really, um, uh, a really uh, high level. But uh, I think he added twenty, maybe thirty yards uh, on some that, of his, that's the his drives. He got and a hundred yard draw. Um, yeah, that's just about the smoothest shot um, uh, I've seen. And he, you know, combined that with uh, his already stellar putting, it was. Um, it was uh, quite momentous and exciting for uh, Yeah, for I got sport. to learn some details about his putting over this weekend, and it makes total sense. Mm, mm-hmm. I can I cannot stand to the side and putt like all, some of you guys do. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work for me, but I totally appreciate it. Um, but he – well, I mean, he's showtime. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, to, um, to speak to um, – uh, sharing things and being open about that. I think um, you made a note uh, to me that I, um, I took, um, took to heart. We were uh, in, in Delaware in May, um, I think before the round started. Um, no, 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 it wasn't because you were very delivered. You, you and I spoke afterwards. We, we spoke before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we met for the first time then, but afterwards um, mm-hmm. I was, I was holding my, um, on my putts, uh, holding my right arm pretty high up um mm-hmm. on the stick and yep. uh you said you know what i think if you adjusted that down just stretched out your arm gave it more of a you're going to find more consistency um and i took that uh i worked on that and uh i feel like my putting greatly improved so thank you for that uh because i think yeah. that was a really a really nice note and um and, and i think it's a good reflection of the community that's been been built um that uh, you know it's people aren't trying to hoard secrets or hoard um, information um, because we all want everybody to uh, to do their best. Oh, absolutely. I want this sport to grow and grow and grow. It's been a long road for me. I still don't have anybody down south that I play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that these events and getting stuff on ESPN and the, the media being pushed out and the social media that's being pushed out is going to get some people interested really mm-hmm. really interested and then have them reach out to me because i've tried for five years and, and literally gotten no response but same regard we don't have lacrosse teams we don't have any of that down mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's hard to i mean 
if there was a high school that had a lacrosse team, I could grab all them guys, those young kids and say, Hey, I got 20 sticks. Let's go out to a course and play. But I I don't have, I don't have that uh, down there. I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, Let's, let's jump a little bit to your, um, to your background uh, with fling golf before we continue with the tournament. Cause I think it's fascinating. You've been playing since uh, 2016. Um, yeah, you've April, got you, well, you got gotten quite close with uh Alex and Stephen John. Um, can you talk about how that how that developed? You, I mean, you know, you're getting email responses on your first round. Um, how did, what what happened from there? How did that uh, how did that, those relationships grow? So that's a crazy story. So April 2016, around my birthday, I pick up fling golf. First time I'd ever played it. Loved mm-hmm. it. I get home. I'm so frugal. I him and Ha didn't order didn't order fling stick. Like, <laughs> eh, I don't know. You know, it's you know, even though it wasn't a lot of money, it's right. like if I buy it, am I am I going to stick with it? Is it something I'm because uh, unlike Ken, I'm not an impulse buyer. I really, really, <laughs> you know, yeah. I really think about my decisions. And uh, by May, early May, out of the blue. Steve Bloom calls me on the phone. Mm. Like, hey, go, Steve, this is Steve from uh, Fling Golf. Oh, hello, Steve. <laughs> and he's like, we have, we haven't even introduced you, introduced it yet. We have a composite fling stick that we want you to test for us. I'm like, really? I go, no. how much? He says, no, no, we're going to send it to you for free. We want you to test the stick for us. You're going to be our guinea pig. And we talked. <laughs> We talked, I mean, we must have talked on the phone for an hour, you know, and I'm like, you know, the head needs to be more aerodynamic. Uh-huh. He's like, I love uh-huh. all your ideas. He's like, but get the stick and start playing and show it around and let people see what it's about. And, uh, and I posted that a little while ago. It was a black and white stick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a, it was actually a 48 inch composite, uh, AK one stick. And, uh, that, and when I get that, I, 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 uh, got a golf now account signed up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing a few courses of actually what I first started doing is I would go to the course, I'd walk in with the fling stick and I'm like, can I play this here? And most of them would say no. Mm-hmm. So then I got the golf now account and I'm like, if they're posting hot deals on golf now, they want people to play their course. That's right. So I would prepay for the round. And uh, one of them would be Keesler Air Force Base, and that's still my home course. Okay. At the time, you could get a 18-hole round with a golf cart for $10. Ooh. Yeah. And that, you know, it was like a specific time, and it was late in the afternoon. It was mm-hmm. when they were very mm-hmm. slow. And I don't mind the heat. I don't mind playing in the afternoons. Um, usually it was like 140 or 210, somewhere in that area, which okay. I was totally cool with. Pay, pay for it, go in, get a base pass, go onto the course. They, I'd go in, check with them. They're like, okay, have fun. And I'd hop on the cart and go play. And that was the start of it. And out of all the courses I played, Luke and his team there were the most accepting, and they loved having me there. Oh, Within cool. a couple months, uh, Luke gives me a base pass. Now I can go on the course and play anytime I want. <laughs> That's awesome. So ever since then, I've had, a, you know, he's been kind enough to give me a civilian base pass and I can go play, you know, Monday through Sunday, whenever I can get a Teton. How cool. 
Yeah. What a, what a great setup. And, and oh, kudos to you for, for being consistent and, uh, and showing up uh, and playing there. Right. So what's fun about fling golf is, in my opinion, is golfers really have to see you playing it. When they see just the stick mm-hmm. or if you just have the stick in a bag, they're like, oh, that's a fancy ball, ball retriever. Right, no, no, it's, right. a, it's a whole new sport. It's called fling golf. And, and they just don't get the concept. But those same golfers, if you go out and play around with them, and then you, you know, after a while, you know, I was, I was getting better and better because I was playing a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, within six months, I was playing pretty, pretty decent for what I thought. And their mouths just drop open. Nobody has seen fling golf down there. And when they see you play, they're like, oh, okay, now I really get it. Right, right. Yep. Your your shots are staying straight. You're, oh yeah. You're not oh, chasing I, balls. You no, yeah. no. I mean, I, that that happened at Woodstone. I mean, I, I was golden then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was throwing them and hitting the 150 sign. I, I was ready to go. <laughs> it was learning the short game. It, it, mm-hmm. it is. It, everybody knows. It just yep. takes practice. I mean, you know, hours and hours of practice. It's it's no. It, um, I, I hear a little people, a lot of people get frustrated because, oh, well, I tried it, but I couldn't learn, you know, it's too hard to get the 80 yard shots. Well, you have mm-hmm. to practice. There's mm-hmm. people that practice that get lessons for years and years and years and play golf for 30 years and still don't know their shots. It, it doesn't take that long playing golf. Mm-hmm. In my mm-hmm. opinion, uh, six months a year, I mean, you, you can be hitting shot, very accurate shots. I, I agree. I, I think that, it, yeah, the learning curve is not, not as steep and um, yeah, you can play around with so much. And, um, and you, and I think the other reality that um, I, I might've missed early on in Flynn golf was that uh, there is a need for multiple shots, uh, how you throw it, um, mm-hmm. you know, what, what the different touches, if you're going yeah, overhand, you just, sidearm. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, um, you got that composite stick. You started playing. Um, I, I think I've heard from a couple of different folks um, from from different stories as I've been. Oh, you've heard stories about me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, for listeners of the podcast, they they've heard your name before. Um, yeah, and I think one of the places was that you joined a couple of either the PGA Expos or the Coast Course Owners um, conferences. Uh, no, no. What actually happened is. You know, speaking of the stick and then building a relationship, you know, by um, by July of 2016, mm-hmm. I uh, I ordered and got my first ballistic. And a funny story is, is I actually played with that ballistic at Heritage Oaks on Monday. Same mm. stick that I got way way back then. It's wow. got a same wow. same grip, same shaft, but a new AK2 head. Okay. So I still I still have that ballistic. Um, started playing with that, getting a little bit more distance. Then I started looking at branching out and liberating courses, um, coming up with new shots, and then rolling into the PGA. All of that rolled into, you know, I wanted to do more to bring to push fling golf forward, and I offered to volunteer, and we'll say the boys because that's what Austin calls them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I offered to the boys, I'm like, hey, I, you know, 
I go to I go to Florida every year anyway. Um, I want to make a vacation and then help you guys out at the PGA show. I will volunteer my time if you get me if if you know let, give me a uh, a pass so that I can get mm -hmm. in and I will volunteer my time to help you guys out. So that started with the demo day in 2019. Oh, okay, and cool. we we could talk an hour about that. We, 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 so 2019, I'm at the demo day with the guys, uh, about middle of the day, um, uh, Martin Borgmeyer shows up, have no idea who the guy is just that he's like six foot six tall with a bright red beard. Okay. And he's, he is hurling balls out to the 250 past the 250 marker with a ballistic. Oh, wow. Um, later on in the day, uh, Jim Walden and Mary Driscoll, queen of bombs are there throwing golf balls with the fling sticks um i think sometime during the day but i didn't see it um i think yeah it it, it was a wild day uh -huh. i mean and we were throwing 55 gallon drums of balls at the demo day wow wow yeah i don't think i could even walk the next day hardly pretty sore <laughs> i know i i know i threw at least 500 balls myself and all the all the boys did it, each of themselves too now, was that um, were the folks from ACGC there at that event? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's when okay. I first met Austin with his long hair, Britt and uh, um, Bonnie, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. The Future of the Fairway podcast is sponsored by Mission Belt. Mission Belt is a belt company that donates a dollar from each belt sold to fight hunger and poverty through micro-lending. The belts are designed to fit perfectly without any holes so that you can tighten them to your exact liking. And let me tell you, they're incredible. I bought my first Mission Belt several months ago and it's been the best belt I've ever owned. It adjusts every quarter of an inch, giving me the perfect fit every time. You've got to get you one of these. Like Fling Golf, Mission Belt was featured on Shark Tank, and I love that connection. And I love the fit, the look, and the ease of using the belt. Mission Belt. Fits perfectly, fights poverty. And now, back to the future of the Fairway Podcast. So, um, let's see. You... You've, you've come up with several innovations. I think, um, am I right in saying that you're the father of the sidecar? I would, you know, Massanutten showed me a shot where, where you do it one-handed. Okay. And you base, and you don't really have much control with it. I still see some people doing it because it is a, it is a shot you have to learn. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to practice it. So people that are just starting out, it's easy to do it with one hand. Um, yes. I mean, I came up with that shot in March of 2017 is when I came up, came up with the final version of it. Because I've been working on it since uh, middle of 2016. And when when did you? Well, let's see. The other two things I wanted, besides the sidecar, I'm sure there's other fling golf shots that you've created. But the other two pieces I, I wanted to find out more were the uh, fling clip, which yeah, um, which is awesome. But also yeah. the um, uh, what's the name of the um, the robot? 
that yeah, uh, the, that the, you've the done. Fling man, I call it the Fling Man robot. The Fling Man robot. Uh, right. Let, that was let's, a, let's go to that because I th- this is this is so cool. Uh, we, I, Adam, we might have to dedicate a whole podcast to that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So really quick, in 2019, when I got to spend some time with Steve, he goes, we've been thinking about it for years. He says, we need a way of consistently throwing a golf ball. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, none of us can stand here, you know, even us. And we've been doing it a lot of years and throw a ball exactly the same every time. He said, and I want to test ball design, shaft design, stuff like this. I'm like, okay. So he told me about it. So that spark was in there. Mm-hmm. 2019, he gave me the spark. Um, didn't really do anything with it except think about, and I'm, I'm thinking do it with motors. How am I going to propel mm-hmm. the ball? Uh, how am I going to, how, how am I going to simulate a throw without building something that costs a hundred thousand dollars? Like right. the, the ping man. I mean, which is a very expensive piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, when all the golf courses shut down during COVID, no better time than start working on it. And I was already pretty deep into 3D printing at the time. Okay. Um, the Fling Man probably has 150 hours of design and 3D printing. And I, without going into a lot of details, probably a third of that robot is 3D printed parts, even the pillow block bearings that hold the whole thing together. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So... That's when, instead of doing motors, I decided to do it with uh, uh, shock cord, which is basically bungee cord. Okay. High, high end, high uh, uh, shock cord, high end, what you use to do bungee jumping with. Because to me, it it will give you that explosive effect of when you mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. you know, your, your muscles, you know, you can you go for that immediate thrust and that acceleration really fast at the beginning. And the first couple of versions, I built one with wood just to test it, put the elastics in there, and I bolted the, the shaft directly to the, to the side of it. And as soon as I threw it a couple of times, it just, it just sheared the shaft off right where I had it gripped on the thing oh, because it was snapping and stopping so fast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then some innovations. Uh, basically, the one that I have now was about the fourth iteration. Okay. Um, and I had to add... I'm thinking, you know, to get the ball out there really far, I got to make it go really fast, you know, really, mm-hmm. really quick. But what ends up happening is the shafts can't take it. You know, your hands are soft. Your oh, body's right, absorbing right. all that stuff. So the head of it is actually the part where the bungees wrap around. You can see it's kind of offset. Mm-hmm. The piece of pipe that's in there, that's got 48 ounces of weight of lead in it. So oh, I made okay. I, I made all that way heavy to slow down the initial thrust and then accelerate until it releases the ball yeah it's like i said we could do a whole podcast on just the fling man so so in in designing that uh you were able to test a couple of things right Uh, were you testing the fling sticks themselves um i haven't done that yet i just tested balls just balls okay so yeah uh, give us um so you you've got this this uh this uh fling man robot that you can put a fling stick into and you went out and were trying to determine what about the balls? Um, which balls, because for us, it's not about compression. It's about dimple design. 
Mm -hmm. So what dimple design, because ultimately Steve and the boys, they want to develop their own fling golf ball. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the end goal. Yes. Yes. You can play fling golf and play with a regular golf ball, but in the end, they really want to come up with their own version of a ball that maybe it's possible for any of us to maybe get 20 more yards. Mm -hmm. don't, mm -hmm. don't know for sure. That's just a vision of what they want to do. See, to me, I, the, the way I'm thinking about it is the golf ball needs to be a solid ball with molded dimples, like uh, solid when I I'm talking about like a lacrosse ball. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Same size. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to conform to uh, USGA standards. Doesn't matter because mm -hmm. it's just for us. We're not, we're not going to hit it. We're going to throw it. So there's a lot of variables that play in there. And trust me, uh, we really got to get to a point where we can determine spin rate, in my opinion, but we haven't gotten that far. But the, the, the Flingman robot can literally, the way I've designed it, I can throw a ball exactly the same way every time, a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I've got a bubble level on it. I can tension it exactly where I want and I can release it exactly the same speed in exactly the same point every time. And what, anyway, were, the, what were the results? During, what yeah, were, what yeah, were the yeah during the testing, yeah, during the testing, I posted it. What what really surprised me is that each ball, the shorter distances are affected more than the longer distances, which mm. really surprised me. I yeah. thought it was going to be the opposite. So, like for me, usually I play, and I've tested a couple ones. One of the best takeaways that I can say I mean I literally had some balls that would throw 20 yards shorter at 125 yards than another brand of ball wow and and I and I posted the results mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. biggest takeaway we'll, we'll, I'll pull that up yeah we'll but, link it uh, in the description yeah biggest takeaway I can say is that play with pick a ball and that's the ball you play with that's the ball you practice with mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they all play differently yeah and we're not going to go any more detail about that Let's segue to this, the, the fling clip. Yeah. Fling clip was all my idea. You know, I'm, I'm playing on these carts and I'm trying to hold the stick. And most golf courses require you to have a golf bag. I totally understand that. But mm -hmm. we don't we don't need to be dropping our stick in the bag and it banging around and chipping mm -hmm. up the shaft. And, mm -hmm. and I tried slipping it in the hole, you know, where there's storage areas on the carts and yep. laying it across the seat. It just was very cumbersome to me. So I called uh, Steve because at this this is in 2016. I mean, I'm talking months after I started playing. I'm like, Steve, you guys need to develop a clip so that we can <laughs> clip the cart on the side of our thing while we're driving. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, no, we're too busy. He says, he says, if you if you got an idea, run with it. I'm like, okay. Player driven. So yeah, yeah. So I came up. So. It, Steve's idea was have it where it clamps on. You remember, you know, the cigar holders that mm, clip onto mm -hmm. the side of the frame and you clip your cigar in it. Right, right. That's what he was thinking. So I tried a couple versions of that. I'm like, this is way too clunky. Nobody's going to use it. It's too big. We don't have a golf bag to stick that in. So that's when I started coming up. Actually, I, I used some little magnets I had laying around neodymium and I was hand making them out of some PVC material, sign material I had from a sign business I owned years ago. Mm -hmm. I was just heating it and molding it. Those work pretty good. And I told, told you before, Mike Edwards actually had one of those early designs. I sent them yeah, one. He, yeah. he, he used it. <laughs> he loved it. That's cool. Um, and uh, he, 
we'll pause real quick. How did you and Mike connect initially? Mike had been playing. Mike had, was uh, on Facebook, and I was searching fling golf, and his name popped up, and oh, I just okay, reached cool. out to him on Messenger. Cool. Awesome. I mean, that's before there was yeah, it was before the, know, group. the players group. You're right, right. There was like three different people around the country that played fling golf that I could reach out to that were on Facebook. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't remember the names right now. But Mike, mm-hmm. Mike's mm-hmm. the one who's coming to t- tournaments now. That's how yeah. long I've known Mike since 2000, <laughs> basically awesome. 2016. Yeah. Um, known him, never met him. Just uh, reached out and talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sent them those early clips for free because I'm like, dude, try this. Yeah. You know, see what yeah. you think about it. Um, and then uh, in I. I, I had a couple different versions of design. That's when I bought a 3D printer, made it made it available where I could actually print a clip instead of hand making it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, 2019 at the PGA show, again, this is outsourcing, meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, at the 2019 PGA show, on our, in our booth, we had a, uh, one of the smaller booths. One side of us was flat cat putter grips. Mm-hmm. And the, on the other side was a gentleman that merchandised his designs and they were magnetic clips that you could clip and clip your phone to. And you could, cl- you know, you could uh, oh, okay, have a yeah. drink holder and different mm-hmm. things like that. And I showed him my design and he's like, that's really neat. But he's like, you don't need all this. You only need one magnet. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, you're totally right. So then I, I went back, redid the design by, a, a couple of months after the PGA show in 2019, that version that everybody plays with, that mm-hmm. was a solid, that was a solid design done. I, uh, I used it and gave them away for a couple of years just to make sure that it was a hundred percent solid design. Mm-hmm. Um, after the PGA show that I went to this year in 2020, Steve's like, well, you know, go ahead and post it on the page and, and sell some. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'll do that. So after selling about 10 of them almost immediately, and I, you were some, one of my early buyers. Yeah. I bought, yeah, we, bought I saw it. I was like, four oh, of them. Yeah. You got four. I, I don't get, you know, I, this would be great to have whether my kids or Kathy use it or not. I, I'll have it because I figured if I buy one and I don't get one for them, then I am going to be, I'm going to lose it because they'll, they'll, they'll steal it from me. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll jump out from the beginning and we'll get four. Because, and it, yeah, they'd be yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah. And, and like I said, that it, it was a, it was a solid design. I knew we could market it. Uh, literally a couple of weeks after that, the boys reached out and were like, we want to put them on the website and sell them. How many can you make? I'm like, okay, I'll start, <laughs> I'll start making them. Cause the, the, each one of them takes about two hours and 50 minutes to print. Oh, okay. I've gotten so you, many positive comments on mine from yeah. uh, particularly from golfers who are like, what is that? They're like, and then they see me, I, you know, I pull it out of my bag, I put it on the cart. They're like, what's going on? And then they see me attach the fling stick and they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like I need one of those for my putter or for my drive or, you know, it would, you know, it's not, it's not exclusive to, uh, used to, uh, to fling off. It's ideal for it, but yeah, I can see uh, other folks are like, oh, that's, that's really sm- smooth. Right. I, I've thought about it would take a little bit of redesign for putter, but it would definitely be something that would be mm-hmm. very useful for putter. Cause I mean, you're using that club, you know, half your strokes if you're alone. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you are. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. 
And now back to the future of the Fairway Podcast. Um, I you you already know I get talking and then I can't stop. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go back to this weekend. So you're uh, uh, we, you finish up your round on Saturday, um, and uh, what just a terribly unfortunate uh thing happens to you. Uh, you're on the driving range uh showing a shot yeah i was out there with larry armada and he's throwing that junior fling stick and i'm like he's you know whipping it sidearm and i'm like i'm like larry i, I said you can throw it out there pretty good like your tomahawk move so mm-hmm. i grab mm-hmm. it and i put a ball in it and when i stepped i was in my crocs i went in a hole in front of one of the tee boxes and dislocated oh. my kneecap so that put me out of the team tournament and so you and uh, Mike DeRussia were uh, scheduled to uh, to play together. What? Uh, how did you and Mike get connected um, to? And and how did y'all determine that y'all were going to team up? Uh, Austin, uh, uh, Mike reached out to Austin about being his teammate, and he's like, "Well, I've already committed to Kenzo." He's like, "Okay." Well, and then he's like, "Well, who do you think?" He says, "He says reach out to Sean." I said, "I I know he's looking for somebody." Mm-hmm. So Austin helped us connect. Oh, nice. Um, nice. It it. After the round that we played Friday, we knew that we were going to be in serious contention because mm-hmm. we shot a 62 oh. with Reggie's. Wow. So, and I did have just a, a crazy, crazy sand trap shot on number 14. It was just <laughs> I nuts. heard about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was stuck in the back of the sand trap underneath the edge of the lip and i faced the hole and almost had the fling stick point straight at the hole and scooped it out and bounced it like three times and rolled it right in the hole oh that's awesome even if you take that shot and if you would have added two strokes to that we still would have shot a 64 mm-hmm. we, we we definitely would have been strong contenders mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but so um I was so upset with myself. Debbie was re- really upset with me because oh, she no. knew that we had an amazing chance yeah. to do really well in the team tournament. Um, and, and I had laid out the course. I had drawn out carries and which holes Mike should play and which holes I should play to mm-hmm. take advantage of our, you know, our best, uh, our strongest, you know, fling golf game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um just unfortunate. Uh, one good thing is that Alex stepped in as my stand-in, which I thought was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's just, again, because of our relationship that we've had for all the years. And I can't thank him enough for stepping in, helping Mike. And they did they did an amazing job. Yeah, that was so cool. I, I remember. Um, Considering that Alex told me this is like maybe the second or third time he's ever played this course. Well, I was going to say, I, I saw him um, th- throwing on the driving range, um, you know, around 8.15, 8.20 that morning uh, on really? Sunday. I was like, oh, he's, or, or maybe it was a, it was a little bit after, uh, after we got there. I was like, oh, I guess he's just, you know, getting warmed up or just wanted to see what it was. Because, you know, I had asked uh, him and, um, and Steve, you know, if, if they were, you know, prior to the tournament, are they going to come down and play or they're, they're going to let their boys come down and compete? I knew that. They had uh, not allowed their 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 boys to play in Delaware because they were having to work. I thought, well, that'd be fun to get get them in. Um, oh, and, you know, they're they're awesome. very much about 
the sport and the players and um, not wanting to, um, you know, to impose or to, to put anything, you know, steal from um, steal any attention from that. But uh, oh, what, no, a, I what a loved, cool I gesture for, um, for Alex to jump in and, uh, and play. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't thank Alex enough for doing that for me. I, I just can't. I mean, well, and then, and then to go out it, and to, it, it literally to almost as, makes me cry right this second. <laughs> well, to, to compete as he did. Um, and it also, you know, kudos to a uh, main event. Um, you know, I know that he's somebody else who um, uh, wasn't uh, as pleased with his finish in Delaware as he wanted to be and put in the time um, and really, really came on strong and um, was super close to making the cut uh, on Saturday um and then you know just uh knocked it out of the park with a, a number two finish in the team event on sunday mm-hmm. yeah he and and he had driven down and did a, a tour of the facilities and played around with them and uh they told me they're like he'll i said he's 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 gonna be a major contender mm-hmm. yeah and he is he, he's He's somebody, he's up and coming. He's somebody to definitely keep an eye on. I, I agree. I think you put, uh, put main event, you put the Mountaineer. Uh, Zach, Zach's been close. Uh, uh, he was super close uh, on, yeah. um, uh, on Saturday. Uh, he's and got he, a great and, game. He and, and he big, and big, big cat, big cat even knows, knows that Zach's got some, Zach's got some short game skills. Yeah, yeah, he's pushing. Oh them. man. I was blown away. So I, they, I think, they were they were they were kidding me. They're like Sean, you never so, should have told us about the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we didn't know anything about it before Delaware. They're like they're like it's lights out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, um, it's really cool to see that there's uh, there's so many so many people that are um, uh, right there in the hunt for um, you know making you know top ten, top five, and uh, competing for um, uh, for first place. Oh, to me, anybody that came and play is, is anybody that came to the tournament is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I, I, you know, I, I, I think I feel like I said uh, thank you, thank you, thank you a whole bunch uh, over the weekend, and I, I truly mean it um, for um, for the turnout uh, that we were able to have, and uh, you know, for the people to to make their way, uh, whether by by plane or by car. Um, I don't know if anybody took a train in, um, but, uh, but to get there and um, uh, play all the practice rounds, uh, play the events um, and, uh, and just, you know, participate in the community. It was um, super encouraging uh, and really fulfilling from a, um, an organizing standpoint. uh, Oh, no, I can't. I I, I, I truly can't. Yeah. I truly can't thank you and Michael enough for putting this together. And, uh, Oh, by the way, love the t-shirt. Oh, best t-shirt, oh best t-shirt I've ever gotten in my life. Sweet. Well, yeah. Uh, Michael's got a guy, uh, and he was like, when we were talking about the different things that we were going to be doing, he was like, Hey, leave the t-shirts to me. I know a guy I'll get a good deal. It'll be a great shirt. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's like one of the golf polos, except it's a T-shirt. It's yeah, the most comfortable. No, it's I'm wearing fantastic it right now. Material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So, some more stuff I want to hit on. You know, we were talking about, you know, the PGA shows. I've been yeah. to 2019, 2020. Of course, we didn't get uh, 21 was a virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the boys actually didn't get to go to 2022 and I went to the show and represented them this year oh, and nice. actually Alex yeah and actually Alex got to fly down and I got to pick him up and go out to dinner with him and he uh, went and uh, did some meetings and stuff like that so mm -hmm. it was so so fun to be there um, and be at the show and represent fling golf and then also yeah. get the uh, Alex during the event also, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, liberating courses. That's something I want to. So on. I think coming into the Delaware tournament, um, was your nickname Deliberator? No, that's somebody else took that. I, I wish okay. I would have thought of it. Okay. But, but, um, but, you've, but I, I know that uh, you've definitely uh, played uh, maybe as many courses with a fling stick as anybody else um, and done a lot of liberation. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the leader, but I I'm well over 50, 55 courses at this point. That's awesome. I just count. I just counted it up. You know, that's another thing. We'll go back to the PGA show. So before that I'd played a bunch of courses around me and they had, you know, they were liberating in 2019, they announced the AK two head with striker pad. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Driving home from the event with Deb, I mean, I'm mulling stuff around in my head, and I'm like, you know, they were the, their new website really focused on liberating golf courses. They actually mm -hmm. had a page for it, and I'm like, ah, 2019, I'm gonna liberate 19 new courses in 2019. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I I posted it. I'm like, I'm gonna liberate 19 courses in 2019 that's my goal for 2019 so i beat that goal by a little bit i actually did, i actually liberated 26 courses Ooh, in 2019 wow so every vacation everything we did we, you know we went somewhere where we could play golf um uh that that was a lot of fun i mean i we were traveling to new orleans we went to gulf shores a couple times i literally oh, nice. played every course within like a 150 100 mile radius of our house so i could try to get as many courses liberated as i could uh shortly after starting that the guys actually and i'm sure they had already planned it uh came up with the liberator challenge mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the liberation challenge in 2019 well actually i mean i ended up losing that challenge because of the time frame Mm -hmm. uh, I had 22 and some other young man actually had 24, which is very cool. Wow. But, uh, yeah. but I actually, I did do 26 that year, which was pretty neat. So I, 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 have liberated seven different courses in Hilton head for sure. I, we've, I've been to Hilton head three times. That's awesome. Yeah. So Matt, that, that comes back to, you know, playing with my brother-in-laws because they're all close to that area. So we would oh, okay. plan trips. To Hilton Head, and their courses are a lot of fun for fling golf because it's low country. Okay, um, their greens are soft like heritage oaks, mm -hmm. and I mean, if you get it on the green, it's going to stop. I mean, it literally just it just hits and sticks, mm -hmm. and they putt really fast. So it's it's a fun area if you ever get to anybody that's listening to this podcast. If you all get to travel there, yeah, um, yeah. and play. It's um same thing. I just did all those on golf now and booked them and went and played. Again, you know, show up, show up with a bag. And I always I carry three regular clubs and my fling sticks. 
And if they ever catch up to me and say, no, you can't play that, I'll just pull the clubs out. And I'm like, are you sure you want me to play with a regular club? <laughs> I'm like, because it's not going to be pretty. I said, I'm going to do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I've never been asked to, but I always leave that option where, um, you know, if they ask, because all of those high-end courses require you have a golf bag. Yeah, and if you, yeah. I've, I've had people say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it does, because they don't want people having one golf bag and sharing clubs. Right. They want it right. to be professional. What um so you you've played so many different courses. What are some of your favorites uh that, that you enjoy playing and uh either want to go back to or find yourself going back to outside of oh, your, uh, all, your home course? Every course I've played in Hilton Head. Um I played Kiva Dunes in Gulf in Gulf Shores. Mm -hmm. it, it's it is a gorgeous course. Um I really like that one. I'd like to go back and play that one. Um, courses that I'd love to play. I want to play the TPC, mm -hmm. TPC in, in Louisiana. Um, actually, when we were liberating some courses in Louisiana, I had no idea, but that course was literally like six blocks away from our hotel room. I didn't have any clue. I was just driving around and I saw the sign and I oh, drove wow. down in and it was closed because they oh, were okay. renovating it uh -huh. and I got a picture in front of it, but I didn't get to play that course, but that's one of them I'd love to play. Um, there's a, another one in Gulf Shores that, and I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, but it's a very, very challenging, fun course, um, reasonably priced that I love to play. I mm -hmm. mean, every time I go to the Gulf Shores, I play it. It's called, I think it's called Gulf Shores country club or Gulf Shores okay. uh, golf course. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a fun one. And uh, we like it there. Yeah, we like it there because it's only like an hour and a half away, probably 50, 60 minutes away from our house. So I'm I'm from Alabama, the northwest corner. Oh, you uh, uh, yeah, Florence. yeah. We, yeah. So I'm we, uh, we, very familiar with um, the what we affectionately uh, call the Redneck Riviera, um, <laughs> the, the Alabama, Florida panhandle, uh, even into uh, Mississippi. There's some beautiful beaches uh, and Redneck Riviera does not do justice to how, uh, how oh, no, it is. It's... I mean, well, when you get to, especially when you, I mean, Orange Beach is gorgeous. Yep. You drive towards Destin, oh, Destin, you know, the Emerald Coast. Yep. <laughs> For Walton it, Beach. Um, if anybody's down that way, they, I mean, it, the water is prettier than the Keys. And I'm no lie. I mean, it, it, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And my wife's been to Bora Bora. She's like, it's absolutely gorgeous here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, so we, you, I, I know you said you were from Alabama. We were, I was talking to the boys about that today. And um, where is Purcell Farms? I got to look it up. Purcell it's in, Farms? It's, yeah, I thought it's near Montgomery. Oh, okay. Maybe so. Yeah. So that yeah, would be that, kind that of would the be southeastern quadrant of the state. And you're from the north. Northwest, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that yeah, a course well, was, that um, looks pretty pretty inviting? Uh, Purcell Farms, mm -hmm. it looks amazing. Cool. Um, good, good. Those guys that do the uh, golf trick shot videos and oh, content. Uh -huh. Yeah, we, they actually tried fling golf one time, and I, I follow them now on um, Instagram. Okay. And they they play there. They they travel there a lot and play that course. So oh, they nice. must really love it. Um, I mean, you you can see them hitting stingers, you know, with holes, you uh -huh. know, like par threes that are below their feet, and they'll hit stingers and 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 do like a, uh, uh, you know, like a, a 30 yard draw and roll mm -hmm. it up onto the green and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. 
Cool. I, I, we got to get, we got to get fling sticks. We got it. They have fling sticks. We got to get them back in their hands and have them do some more content. Yeah. 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 When I was uh, back there in, um, in June of this year, I, um, I played a, the city, the municipal course in Florence. Um, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a couple of Robert Trent Jones. You played fling golf, right? Played fling golf. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, liberated or not course. liberated? Uh, no, it liberated it and, um, was, uh, was quite the talk of the um <laughs> of the course uh, uh, i went yeah, back the I, next day for another 18 and yeah uh, yeah they were that's super, fun. super inviting but i, I was going to say that um there's a couple of alabama's got a robert trent jones golf trail um and there's a couple of uh, of those that are near the florence area that i didn't play one of them i think their back tees make the course 7100 yards um so I'm not quite there yet, distance-wise, to be able to, uh, that's, <laughs> to that's play something, that. But, that's um, something I really discovered at this tournament. I, I've got to. I've always been a thin, skinny guy, um, not very athletic, um, but technical. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really like the technical aspect of fling golf. I've got to get. I got to start working out and get to 200 yards. I'm just not going to be competitive. I'm losing. Mm-hmm. I'm losing 14 strokes every 18 hole round plus the reggies mm-hmm. um it's tough to make that up yeah, yeah so um you know i came up with a new shot did you ah. see yeah yeah a new, a new fairway bunker shot that i've come up with and i'm calling it the hail mary all right yeah what, so what's basically like? you yeah so basically if you're if you know without taking that stroke penalty and backing up or doing a sidecar or pushing the ball out of the hole and maybe getting it 20 or 30 yards. Um, right now I'm still working on the shot and it's not a shot. You're going to practice a lot or use a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kenzo, you know, talked about his magnificent, magnificent seven, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. like the Trevor Shea isn't one of those. This is kind of one of those shots. Okay. It's okay. something that when Especially you get in that position, that, yeah. that's right. Special condition. You're, this is the shot that I think you need to use instead of taking a stroke penalty. But you put the ball between your you, – you put a mark away from towards the pen where you want the ball to go, maybe six feet out. You put your back to the hole, put the ball between your feet, and you're grabbing the stick with your palms towards your chest, and you're flipping it straight up over your head. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can get 80 – right now I can get 85 yards with it. Whoa. Yeah. You so, get a good arc on that? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So for me, it, way better than shorten it or trying to get it out or end up in the sand trap again. I now I'm 85 yards closer to the hole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling it the Hail Mary. That's awesome. And like I said, when I, it, in my 40th, I kind of said, well, you know, I, I want something different. I've lived here my entire life. So <laughs> let's move. And we originally were going to move to Las Vegas. Oh, but, okay. You know, when we started considering, how far we had to move and how far we had to go. And we really enjoyed the casinos because we'd actually played at the ones in Biloxi at one point, mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. we'll move to Biloxi. So that's how we ended up in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so our, uh, before we moved to Biloxi, we actually, we each worked, we, we each worked full-time jobs, salary. We had our own sign business. And uh, we threw the news uh, a newspaper route, 480 newspapers. Oh, so we'd cool. wake up at 2 a.m. every morning, 
uh, after other jobs and throw the newspaper. So when we, <laughs> that was another thing. When we moved to Biloxi, we're like one job. We're not doing all that. You know? <laughs> yeah. We, we've worked hard enough for too many years. You know, we're yeah. going to take it easy now. Um, uh, my goal right now is, you know, uh, I'm, I'll be 57 here coming up, you know, within, a, you know, six and a, you know, five and a half years, I want to be mm-hmm. retired. I really want to retire at 62. And that's oh, my, good. that's my goal right now. And of course, you know, to be a fling golf champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, from the, from the talk uh, at the, at this past tournament, I think that uh, we're going to have a lot of different opportunities coming up. I know there's uh, a lot of different moving parts. Um, I know Michael and I want to host the Virginia Fling Golf Open again next year. I know that. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we could do it. I think it's impossible to do it a tiny bit earlier. Right. It was pretty cold a few mornings. It, it it was it was below freezing. I think if we could get it um a couple of weekends earlier, I, I'd like to get it off of a um a JMU home game so that uh we've got um at least the opportunity for some hotels that are closer to Heritage, um uh so that people can be closer to downtown Harrisonburg, uh, at least as an option. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad drive from Massanutten, but it was a pretty good haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we'll see. Uh we, you know, there's a Again, like I said, lots of moving parts, lots of ideas. I think that um, that we were incredibly pleased with uh, the turnout, support, and encouragement, um, and uh, have a lot to build on um, to do an even better tournament next year. Oh, absolutely! I mean, now you've got one under your belt. I think the next one's just going to be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to hit on is my home course uh, because they've been really good to me over the years. Yeah. Air Force yeah. Base. Um, the course is called Bay Breeze. Um, uh, I can't thank Luke Rooney enough for mm. being kind to me and it being accepting for mm-hmm. a sport that basically he'd never heard of. Um, I had actually worked with him a little bit and got him some sticks to try, but never really, really went anywhere because of red tape. Yeah. Um, but what really helped that is again 2019 i keep i keep going back to that year because that was a big year for me personally as far as fling golf mm-hmm. um, dave roberts um uh, who's part of the rec division i guess of the air force um came in october of 2019 and did a lift clean, clean and throw tour where he brought oh, okay. the bases fling sticks and gave them to the courses to get them started with fling golf Oh, cool. So he, if you guys don't follow him, he's, he is a very interesting person. Um, he was calling me the king of fling and uh, <laughs> introduced to me and we did clinics. Um, and I helped him out quite a bit at the course. We went, actually went out and played nine holes and he was blown away by how good I played. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I beat him and this guy's, and this is the gentleman that's played PGA golf for years and years and years. And we had a lot of fun. Of course, he was playing with a, a borrowed set of sticks, so I yeah, will give that yeah. to him. Yeah, but we, <laughs> but he was amazed at the shots. You know how how I could gauge the shots and get them on the green. You know, and that's what that's what most golfers when you play with them, they're like, that's "How right. in the world yeah. did you figure out how to get that 110 yard shot?" Now I'm gonna go. It's practice. That's I mean, right. A lot of practice, and it's and we'll we'll go back to Brooks when he's talking about throwing. You know. Uh, a bomb from you know trying to throw somebody out at the home plate 
from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know way way out in, you know in the out in the outfield that motion i mean that's what you're that's it, it's exactly how it feels it totally is exactly how it feels anyway so this year i finally got the social media department to commit to doing a series of instructional videos so oh, they're gonna awesome. they're gonna be they're gonna be filming content on me short videos um I mean, maybe 10 to 12 different videos of, uh-huh, of different uh-huh. shots. And at the end of that series, we're going to get a, a golfer and me, and we're going to go out and play some holes and they're going to film us playing uh, nine holes or however many holes uh-huh. will work for their, uh, their social media page. And then after all that, then we're going to start rolling with some uh, clinics. Um, and I, I hope, I hope that everything that we're doing here and everything that fling golf is doing and everything that the guys, you know, uh, getting all of these sponsors and everything, which I don't have Mm -hmm. any yet, but I I don't have as much time as, and I know they don't have time too. They just really have pursued it, Mm -hmm. but uh, Mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, I I hope someday, Um, but I love that. I can't wait to see those videos. That's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, We'll be sure to, to link to those once they're, uh, once they're available. Um, Yeah. I got yeah, it, it's 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 pretty. This is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I, 2023 sounds like it's going to be a great time, and I'm looking forward to meeting even more fling golfers from around the country, and having uh get getting to, and and I do want to say this, everybody that comes to the events, please try. I mean, if it's possible, come come Wednesday, come try to get in on Wednesday sometime so that you mm-hmm. can play. Uh, rounds with us on thursday friday and adam adam you can attest to this um playing on thursday was amazing mm-hmm. those, those you know and the golf pros do it i mean that's they, right they don't that's do, right they don't they, if they're playing four days they don't show up on thursday and just start playing on thursday they're there monday they're practicing mm-hmm. monday tuesday mm-hmm. wednesday then they start playing on thursday maybe even longer than that um i've i've pretty much determined that you really got to play thursday friday play your tournament days and and we we're talking about mm-hmm. you know there's talk chatter and we're going to have zoom calls about changing the format a little bit probably not too much but um maybe making it more like the PGA where we play 36 holes total maybe yeah yeah don't 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 know yet you know combine those scores and, you know because one day Austin can be hot and maybe the next day Kenzo can be hot maybe mm-hmm. the, the next day maybe one of those days I can be playing really well and mike can be playing really well that's and the right. next day he's super hot you know you, you i mean get a hole in one you get one, one hole in one oh, and wow. get a, a negative one on a hole that's going to be a huge uh, on that's your score changer. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's what i told deb i'm like i have to make a couple hole in ones to be competitive <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean what like that one hole and i can't remember on air to jokes i mean i, I mean ken and i played it like I mean, we played it multiple times and never could get on that green, that one in the back, that par three oh, yeah. on the back. I think that it's 13. A tough, That's a tough yeah, hole. That is a tough, tough hole. I birdied it one day, but literally I threw it into the face, you know, that 45 degree mm-hmm, face, mm-hmm. and I flopped it up and put it in the hole. That's the only way I birdied it. I didn't get a Reggie, but I rolled, I, yeah, I bounced yeah. it off the pin and dropped it in the cup. I just got lucky. No, it, it's a bit like nine on Massanut in, in the sense that um, it's deceiving how much uh, 
thrust you've got to put yes. into it to get it on the green. You, you really have to go all out. Yeah, um, Mike, Mike, Mike had to Mike, uh, main event Mike. He he had to throw nine with everything he had to get it on the green. And you and I mean, I saw him throw two hundred and twenty yards at Heritage Oaks. Yeah, so that's surprising, and I think it's because of the two bodies of water. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think you're losing. You're losing as you're trying to go across that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. <laughs> that's awesome, Sean. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for your time. This has been been so much fun. Uh, I really appreciate you. Appreciate uh, your friendship and appreciate what you've done and will continue to be doing for fling golf um it's been a been an honor and a privilege to uh to get to speak with you awesome thank you adam keep it up future of the fairway as i mentioned on the recording sean and i were unable to meet in person to do this recording uh we were still doing it uh, via uh, one of the internet connections but um we had we both had sets of notes that we were going through. Um, there was one thing that Sean forgot to mention that he wanted to uh, be sure to include. So here's that. My son Zachary's helped me liberate some courses in Crossville, Tennessee, and in North Georgia. Um, we always have such a great time when we're playing together. big thanks again to Sean Van Lanker uh, for joining the podcast. Uh, it was a joy to get to speak with him. And uh, I think that last note about uh, liberating courses with the son, Zach, and how much fun he's enjoyed uh, playing with him uh, really speaks to the thoroughness and thoughtfulness um, of Sean. He and I both had different sets of notes uh, as we were going through uh, our interview and making sure that uh, we were covering as much as we could uh, in the time that we had uh, for that. But um just a, a cool demonstration of his thoughtfulness um, with that last tidbit, um, as well as all the other stuff that uh, he's at. Sean's uh, an incredible ambassador for the game. Uh, he's done a lot um, for it, and uh, I'm really glad that you've gotten a chance to hopefully uh, know about him a little bit more and, um, and feel even more connected to the game uh, through SVL. Uh, so with that, um, that's uh, the end of our um, our episode for today. Uh, I'm excited uh, about a couple of upcoming things. We've got some really exciting guests uh, coming up in the next few weeks uh, as we go through uh, the back nine. I've also got a brand new f segment uh, or feature that's going to be starting next week um, called The After Show. Uh, so this may be a weekly or bi-weekly uh, thing that we add. Um, fun, exciting segment uh, that we'll be adding to the episode uh, so it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, so turn in and uh, look forward to that. Uh, with that, um, wanted to do our usual close. The Future of the Fairway podcast is presented by American Classic Golf Club, produced by Adam Copeland, recorded via the Riverside.fm platform, edited and distributed through Anchor.fm. It can be accessed wherever you listen to podcasts. So until next time, happy flinging. <laughs>